All right, we're live here uh, with Richard Lamont, Movement Mortgage. Again, we're going to talk about USDA loans and um, five or so common mistakes from uh, from buyers when they're under contract or getting ready to go under contract. So stay tuned for that and uh, let's go. All right, here we go. We are back. I'm getting a, a phone call all of a sudden live there through my computer, which is weird. All right, uh, we are back. We got Richard Lamont again with Movement Mortgage. We're excited. Uh, of course, we're going to do this once a month at least to uh, to put out all the, the great info we can, especially on the loan side and, and some real estate side. So uh, welcome back, Richard. Great, great to be back. Thanks for having me, Dave. Yes, absolutely. All right, so look, we're going to... We are going to talk about USDA loans first, and we'll get into some other things right. uh, from the buyer standpoint. But uh, yes, yeah, so let us know how, what is a USDA loan. Tell us a little bit about that. Was U.S. Department of uh, Agricultural Affairs, and it's going to be mainly for homes. Uh, it used to be like in the rural areas. There's really not a lot of rural out there anymore, but it's mainly loans outside of the city limits or extra extraterritorial lines. So this is a type of loan. Once somebody's qualified for it, we always want to check the property to make sure the property's qualified for it. Mm -hmm. uh, all property types are good except manufactured homes, unless the manufactured home comes from a dealership. Pre-existing okay. manufactured don't qualify. So we always want to check the property address to make sure it's within the realm, the line, and if the property type fits mainly just make sure it's not manufactured. Um, it is lower income driven. Well, not lower income, but income limits. Uh, for a family of four, everyone in the home that works, even teenagers making $10 an hour at McDonald's, every income would count towards that max. You can't, you can't go over that max. For a family of four, it's 91900 which is up significantly from what it was three years ago. Uh, it was in the 70s. So that that's not bad, you know, when we're trying to get people alone with no down payment. Mm -hmm. Family of five plus is 121,300 max income. Again, much better than it was in years past. USDA is important now with the market being so crazy, folks not getting closing costs. They really need to avoid down payment when, whenever possible. So for our non-veterans, non-military families, this gives them an option, even though you can't buy in the city. Mm -hmm. In our area, it's it's a large area, very mm -hmm. large area, Onslow County, that qualifies yeah. for USDA loans. Mm -hmm. Okay, the Great. minor drawback. There is a very small mortgage insurance at a factor of 0.35% of the loan amount per month. That is for the life of the loan, unless you were to refinance it once you've got 20% equity. Uh, there is a 1% fee that's financed in, very similar to a VA funding fee. So that's going to up the loan amount, say 
$250,000 loan, there's going to be $2,500 financed in. So not a charge, but financed in. Yeah. So not really drawbacks considering you're getting a no down payment loan. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You do have to have two full years of tax returns to qualify. So even if you're a W-2 employee, you still have to turn in your tax returns. Um, that's really not really a problem because in today's world, if you're W-2, you can't claim anything anyway unless mm -hmm. you're on your job, only with property or that type thing. So right. that's really not, unless it's a self-employed buyer, that's the one time where we run into issues if they don't have a full two years self-employed mm -hmm. to go USDA. Um, oh, do you have any questions? That's kind of like a basic rundown. Yeah, no, I think that answered everything, really. I, I wrote down a little bit of stuff, but you hit them all. So the one thing, a couple of other little things uh, <laughs> to watch out for. The appraisal is a little bit stricter, uh, similar to FHA. FHA and USDA guidelines are similar when it comes to the property. So if it's a property that's got some issues, it's going to be USDA is going to be hard on what has to be fixed, which is extremely hard right now. Getting a seller to fix, you know, outside yeah. the box type issues. So right. that's just one thing to keep an eye on. Depending on the shape of the property, USDA might not be the way to go. Yeah. Um, strict on job time. So if you've had multiple jobs or job gaps, makes it a little bit harder to go USDA. So they're a little bit stricter on how long you've been at the job and if you've been working consistently for the past two years. Gotcha. Yep. All right. No, makes sense. So, yeah. So from the real estate standpoint with USDA, you know, it's weird because you can have a house that qualifies, but right across the street, right from city limits. I mean, it's it's yeah. really crazy and really close to really everything. Literally can be right across the street. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So, uh, you know, if you're out there as a buyer or as a realtor, just keep that in mind. There are some places you could find a house that you really what I would say you're right there in the city, but you're not. And then yeah, call your lender. And if, if you really if you have the computer or your phone, you can type in USDA property eligibility and then you just pop the address in there. But if you're out showing houses, it's always easier just to call your lender and have them help mm -hmm. you out. But if you're in a pinch, it's really not that hard to do to check yeah. the property. Right. Right. No, absolutely. No. Great info. All right. So here's the one I'm excited to to talk about more is um, because this happens a lot for obviously both Richard oh, yeah. and all lenders and real estate agents is you get a buyer or a buyer is looking or a potential buyer and you know, some things happen or they're doing things that kind of will hurt themselves. So let's discuss, you know, any, anything or all that you, you could think of that can help a buyer out there or a person thinking to buy sure. what not to do or what to do. I'm going to stick with the main five because these are the ones that, mm -hmm. I typically see, yeah, I mean, on a regular basis. Um, first one's going to be do not make late payments on your credit, your rent, your utilities, no late payments. A late payment on your rent can stop you from qualifying almost immediately. Um, so wow. super important to make everything on time. Uh, do not add debt. This is the wrong time to buy a car when you're buying a house or a motorcycle or an RV, I've seen all these things. Um, if there's something that a, a buyer has to do, the best practice is to call the lender immediately and say, hey, Richard, I, my car's broke. I can't get it fixed with insurance. I have to buy a new one. 
you know, how much room do I have to play with? In that scenario, at least we're prepared and we can say, unfortunately, you're maxed out or it mm-hmm. looks like $300 a month or less, you'd still qualify. So these are that's one of these things, at least check first, because mm-hmm. I know life happens. Right. Life happens. Sometimes we have to adjust. But again, best practice not to add credit card debt car debt, anything else, home equity lines, if you already own a home. Um, Very, very good idea. Call if you're going to. Best practice, don't do it. Yeah. Um, Going into the credit cards, do not max out credit cards. I just had a customer buying new construction and decided to go crazy on upgrades, dropped his credit score 80 points. And luckily, it was over the threshold just barely. And I was able to get an exception and keep him approved. But uh, this was a very big loan too, that I thought was going to go away over the limit on his credit card, Mm -hmm. completely over the limit. So very careful. Use your credit card sparingly. You know, if you're going to use them, be something minor and pay it off. Do not use credit cards when you're buying a house. Again, if you need to do anything, check with the lender first to make sure you're not going to harm your approval status. Excellent. Okay. Silly as this sounds, don't quit your job. <laughs> I've had somebody quit their job three days before closing. Why? No longer had income to pay for the house. Um, changing jobs as well, right, right in the same line. It, if you get an unbelievable opportunity, just be prepared that it could cause delays. It's usually the best practice to change jobs before you get a loan as opposed to during, because that could stop you from qualifying or postpone it significantly. So if at all possible, don't do that right in the middle of the process. Excuse me. Lastly, do not spend your assets that you're going to need for down payment or closing costs. You come to closing and you have no money in the bank. That's going to be no terms for a denial. So very important to know and your lender is going to give you plenty of opportunities to see estimates along the way. And any changes that happen in that, you're going to be getting those changes. So set that money aside, save it. Of course, life happens. You're going to have day-to-day expenses pop up, your bills and that. But don't spend the money you have set aside for down payment or closing costs. Excellent. Those are the five big triggers. Nice. The, uh, excellent. Excellent. All right. So. This sounds like a crazy question, too. Do you need a job? Do you need one? Well, depending on the circumstance, no. Income is the main thing. Um, Like folks who have, say, a million dollars in the bank and they're paying themselves off of that, Mm -hmm. a salary from that, we can use that. Um, Disability income from Social Security. Pension income from retirement. Disability from VA. Um, as long as it's income that we can prove and it's valid, it's mm. going to continue. We always want to show that it's going to continue for at least three years when it sits outside the box. Mm-hmm. Okay. Alimony, child support can be used. I mean, if that's all you have, you better have one heck of an alimony check coming right, in. Right. It is, yeah, it's possible. I have seen it. Okay, good. Now, what about, because um, I've seen this and this is why I'm asking, what about somebody using money they have to pay off in the, in the middle of a transaction to pay off some payment? 
Like they take some money that they had and they pay off debt. That can throw that off too, right? A little bit. Um, yeah, it like paying down credit cards, but you're not spending the money you have set aside. That I mean, that can help your credit score. I mean, mm-hmm. I've seen people boost their credit score doing this, and their rate improved because yeah. their credit score went from a six twenty to a six eighty. So mm-hmm. something like that's okay, or reducing debt because you're on the borderline. Yeah, that's that's a great thing as long as you're not using up the money you have set aside for the closing day. Yeah, anytime you're able to do something positive that doesn't affect what you need for closing, yeah, that can't hurt you. Now, I've seen people pay off a car and that's the only debt they had, mm-hmm. and then their credit score dropped because they had no trade lines. Yeah. So, again, this is one of those instances. Any major plans you have, call the lender so you can get guidance on how it's going to affect you, Mm -hmm. uh, your loan qualification, your approval. Yeah. All right. No, that's great. I mean, that's, that's really all I had uh, for questions. You answered everything. So look, um, I mean, I could give you a quick rundown of the market if you wanted. It's uh, it's been a little bit volatile this week. It's creeped up this week based on everything we're seeing on the news. Um, We don't have any idea where it's going right now. We should know more, hopefully, by early next week. Um, supposedly, the Fed is going to be forced into another meeting. But the latest update I had about an hour ago, there was no feedback or guarantees which way it was going to go, up or down. So this is just one of those things. You, The market right now, keep yourself informed by calling your lender. Don't just be careful what you see on Facebook and things like that. Yeah. Call your lender, your realtor, preferably the lender, and say, hey, where are we at right now? What's Mm -hmm. it looking like today? Because every day seems to be quite a bit different than it was the day before. No, excellent. Absolutely agree. Um, Yeah, changes, right? Changes day to day, week to week. Hour to hour, hour to hour right now, actually. Right, right. All right. Well, look, I mean, I don't have any other questions. I think this was very informative. Again, thank you, Richard, for, uh, you know, being here, taking a time out to do that on your busy schedule. Of course, of course. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Yeah. This helps uh, a lot of people out there. I think uh, they're going to watch this, pay attention to it. Um, Definitely will help them and help have enough information in this world. Right. Nope. And help the real estate agent as well, because if they're getting good info, then makes it easier for us too to to do what we need to do. I agree 100%. Good to go. Teamwork um, makes the dream work, Dave. That's right. I love it, man. I love it. And uh, look, you have the great rest of your day. We will uh, talk. And then everybody else, be on the lookout next month, first Thursday of that month. Me and Richard will be on here doing this uh, uh, every every Thursday, the first Thursday of every month. All right. All right. So looking forward to it, buddy. All right. Thanks, Richard. You take care. Have a good day. Right, take All care, right. everybody.